Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into the Fire. I know we've been off for a couple of weeks, but um, we're back now and Bill is on and yeah, we're back to Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. I yes. have actually read one single issue of it. Yeah, this is part two of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. <laughs> have me being me, I don't remember exactly where we left off but i remember that we discussed the show in detail and we discussed some of the comics sarah what was your impression of that comic that you read it just is a one-shot comic well it had really good artwork it seemed it would start off into a plot and seem to be going somewhere and then it would cut off and cliffhanger and move right up to an unrelated plot. Now, were these genuine one-shots or were these, um... That was a one-shot, but it was meant to... Okay, Sarah, how about you... I, I want you to actually summarize the, the issue, roughly, what happens. Okay, some friend of Jack's, or maybe it was it's Hannah's... Hannah. It, it was, was Hannah's, Hannah. maybe... Okay, oh, one Oh, Oh, you mean the person that came to her. The airplane guy, the guy who wants to start, like, the first running airplane in... Oh, yeah, okay. Wait, did you read... Oh, hold on. Did you, you read the one after that? Oh, no, that was when she's talking to him. She's I read the whole the... issue, even the ads at the no, end. No, that's right, I'm sorry. Ram... All right, his name is Ramfro Rinkus, which is a play on the term Ramfro Rinkus, which is a type of pterosaur. Of course you know what that and... is. Sir, that's like one of those ones that like I grew up knowing, like that nobody else knows anymore. Like you know, um, like geez, like Allosaurus became obscure for a while, but it's not anymore again. I mean, and I went through a dino obsessed phase, but I was more into the sauropods. All right, what about like Saltipus? That's like another one. I don't even know if that's a valid genus anymore. But here we are discussing dinosaurs and pterosaurs. Point is, Ramphorhynchus is. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know that, it's a long-tailed, primitive pterosaur. Is it the one with the double-knobbed beak? Yeah, and it has the dragon tail. Okay, that one, yes. Yeah, that I'm one. I'm picturing its beak, but like I'm not... The big, the big dragon devil tail thing, but it's not. They're not big. They're tiny. They were like... They had a wingspan of like three or four feet, and they were like, you know, two or three feet long total. Like, they were, they were, they were not large creatures. They were just... They'd be like little, uh... It'd be like ravens, basically, size-wise. But but they named the guy... But M Mark Schultz likes to make uh, puns and names and things like that. And the guy's name is Remfro Rinkus. So, and he's obsessed with... Because he's named after a pterosaur, he's obsessed with flight. Uh, Sarah didn't actually read his intro. But yeah, he's more Hannah's friend than Jack's. He's kind of friends with both of them. Jack basically regards him as a lunatic which he is to be fair um and he uh, had some real vibes of like early flying machine yeah that's exactly how he is he is obsessed with making powered flight again or any kind of flight again he's obsessed with uh pterosaurs which they're they're called zeeks uh in and they're all called that regardless of species they're called zeeks in uh cadillacs and dinosaurs and He's obsessed with Zeke's. He's obsessed with birds. Uh, he discusses that in both situations. Uh, and he, he, he wants to bring powered flight again. Um, and, you know, he wants... He thinks, oh, you know, humanity has to... Anyway, but the point is that he's crazy. He's crazy in that way. So they go fix, ahead, Rick. They fix up their plane yeah. and attach it to a Cadillac and... Was that the second story or the first? This was the first. I thought you read the Wild Child one. Oh. Maybe that came first. They were both in the same oh, issue. Oh, okay. They were in the same issue. See, it shows you how long I've been since I've read it. I own them. I don't know exactly where they are right now, but I own them. So anyway, go ahead. Summarize yeah, it. Yeah, they fix up the plane, attach it to a Cadillac, drive the Cadillac to get it, the momentum into the air, I guess. Yeah. Um, have a tense moment where it uh, it's getting out of control unless they cut it free from the Cadillac. The Cadillac gets crashed, but you know the plane gets free and he's off 
flying and trying to catch warm air currents because that's what the Zeeks are doing. And yeah, he's doing the thermals and all that. At first he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fly over water because that's dangerous if we have to land. And then he sees those Zeeks going fishing and flying out over the sea and follows them anyway. Like if they can do it, he can do it too. And he ends up crashing it and being like, you betrayed me, Zeke's. And, well, um, he, he, he crashed it because, okay, it's still not a powered thing. It's a, um, it's a non-powered uh, large glider, not the kind that you hang from, but the actual gliding craft that you sit and pilot like an airplane. And you can actually make those work. I mean, I people still do those around here. Um, but yeah, they were rely on thermal currents, and he ran out of thermal currents. And when that happened, the Zeeks just flew. They flapped their wings and flew away. If you ever um, see a hawk or a buzzard just kind of looking like it's hanging up high in the air, yeah. not really flapping its wings and not like really moving much from its spot, maybe a little slow circling. That's what it's doing. It's on the warm air current, being held up by it. Yep. So. Yeah, that was the first one, and then they, of course, have to rescue him from the sharks. Uh, oh, that I didn't get. I was like, so is he dead? No, to, he, he, he lives. He's he's shown later in later issues. Yeah, I can see why that's... If you if that's your only issue with him, like, you'd be like, oh, he must have died, but no, they were sort of... And Jack makes some joke about it being really expensive or really a lot of work for shark feed, and I'm like, yeah, that's so do they save him, or did he just get get eaten by those sharks and Jack just made a really inappropriately dark joke about yeah, it. Yeah, he's not Jack's not quite that dark. He he and he he rescues Remfro and you know, there's later um other things. Uh there's other little shorts with him in it. Um and yeah, that was definitely a one shot, but that was meant to expand the character arc of Remfro and uh sort of expand his relationship with Jack and Hannah. And it's sort of a look at the uh, technology situation there. Because, again, this is, to recap again for our listeners, this is 500 years in the future. Humanity, um, it, it is basically very similar to Fallout's story where a um, an ecological crisis called a cataclysm happened. It's not really disclose what it is but it is implied that it might have been a world war it's kind of the implications of what it is kind implied of implied nukes uh the implications of what it is kind of change uh throughout but it is implied in at least the earliest issues to have been as something a world war and also this was created in the 80s so um that was still very much a thing so he um uh, what what happened is that uh, the basically uh, to fall use the Fallout Two storyline, humanity fled into vaults after this cataclysm and uh, recreated uh, all of life using technology. And it's very similar to the Fallout's thing with the Gek. This actually came before Fallout, but it's a very similar storyline. Uh, and, you know, instead the this instead of restoring things normally, everything uh, in the past was restored. And there's a tremendous amount of, uh, of different forms of life from the year, like, you know, 500 million B.C. to present. Like, and everything in between. Uh, so, uh, basically... Humanity has gone back to, I'd say, um, somewhere... The, the technology is somewhere at best, at the most advanced, somewhere between uh, 1900 and 1950. But really, it's weird. There's lots of weird things. There's implied to be possibly very good technology, but that's only in later issues. Uh, and it's, of course, only certain people in the vaults who have that technology, and uh, airplanes aren't really... Airplanes are a thing. They know about them, but they don't know how to make them work again, and that was him attempting to, you know, get humanity flying again. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned the one where 
um, the wild child. Yeah, and that was a that, that's a character in the show. Um, we mentioned him a little bit in the so last you one. Wanna, you want to you want to summarize that one? All right. So there's a very distraught mother who is continually trying to get people to look for her missing son who was, you know, thought to have been dragged off by hyenas, which yep. under normal circumstances would mean very dead. Um, I mean, he was dragged off by hyenas. It's, a, it's, it's shown to have been the case. But go on, Sarah. There's, the, of course, the rest of the story. And, um, oh boy. Well, a mysterious kid has been, like, coming out of somewhere off in the wild and looking in through the window of... Oh, boy. I'm not looking good here. Was it Hannah he was looking through the window of, no, or was, was it his, his mom? Mother. It was his mom. No, um, it's okay. They looked kind of the same in the art. Um, usually the details better, and the detail is alright, but it's it's trickier with black and white, because I don't know if you... It was black no, I actually forgot that detail. Yeah, anyway. That's his mom. At Yeah, he's looking in through the window but isn't revealing himself really and not talking to her. Um and she goes she goes to Hannah and was Jack there too? Yeah. Bill? Yeah. Well Jack is not there. She is recounting the story to Jack. To Jack. yes, she goes it's to another flashback uh, issue where Jack's talking to her and she is re- recounting the entire story to Jack. Think of this as payback of sorts for all the times I've corrected Bill about Game of Thrones details. Yeah, well, um, either way, the point is she's talking to Jack. That's why you remember Jack being there. The mother came to her. Anyway, go ahead. And. Yeah, she asked Hannah for help looking for her um, son who was, you know, dragged off by hyenas and asked Hannah to go looking for him anyway. And she she finds the tracks and she tracks him down to, um, like, into, like, the jungly part of the world Yep. What, what were they calling it again? The interior? The... Yeah, but that, the interior is literally everything that's not like the one of the two known civilizations left to exist. So, it's... Is it's, it? Is it their equivalent of Dinotopia's rainy basin? No, the interior is literally the entire world other than the city and the sea in Wasun. Like, oh, and the few copper mines and hunting camp areas... But literally, the interior is ninety. Like the only the known world is only consistent of those two civilizations, their small outposts, and um, and this the wilderness. So when they say the interior, it means the wilderness, and that's like old hunter slang. Like that's what like big game hunters were like. Oh, I'm gonna go into the bush or the interior. I'm gonna go hunt something. And they're, they're gonna do that anyway. And so she goes deeper and deeper into this, into the wild, following the tracks from the kid, and she gets to a cave and goes into it, and it's dark, and the further she goes, the more she feels, like, panicky for no reason, supposedly, and it gets too much for her, and she leaves and goes back and tells Jack about this. No, first off, it's not exactly unreasonable to feel panic in a dark cave with no light in a place inhabited by literal dinosaurs. Yeah, that that's a very good point, Sarah. Like if I were, in I wouldn't that feel okay doing that. If I were in that situation, uh. I'd be. I probably wouldn't have made it that far because I would have been like. Oh, I probably would have said no. F this at the uh, first real sign of something menacing, which probably wouldn't have taken that long. Go on. Here. Now this this cave turns out to be the home of the Griff, 
which we mentioned before in the last episode where we talked about this. Yeah, and it's not so much the home as it's like the grith are everywhere. Again, the the interior in general. But yeah, it's But isn't like, this their cave anyway? It's one of their caves. They have a network of caves. I should probably explain that. I don't even know if I explained that last episode, but I should probably explain that. Hey, go ahead, Sarah. Well, this All panic that, that Hannah felt was basically a mind influence from the grith. As Bill would say, it's more than telepathy. I compared it to psionics from Dungeons and Dragons, which is more of using your mind. It's more of a mind attack of sorts. It's cool. I can make Dungeons and Dragons nerds uh, not be happy with me with how much I'm messing up the lore either because I, I do actually play, but I'm not that much of an expert on yeah. That part of it. Yeah. Uh. So what happened? And then... And then... And then... Once again, I'm fogging up on the detail here, but... Somebody encounters a griff, and... She runs away because she felt them staring at her. Even though there's no real uh, evidence to say that that necessarily even happened. But the point is that she ran away. Um, go on. S- somebody... Somebody ends up encountering a Grith, and, um, I think Jack said something about him having a history with them, and... No, well, he meets the Grith. They meet the Grith, like, several times earlier. You didn't see read that episode, though. No, what Jack said was, you wouldn't have made it through the interior in one piece. If the Grith hadn't been watching you, and... And then, of course, and then, what happens with the boy? Yeah, he he turns up and No, he doesn't. What happens? Remember what I said to you? About you said the... he was like a teenager and Yeah, exactly. The Griff At that age. Actually yeah. you put it worse than that, uh. Yeah, but the the, the <laughs> comic says he's at that age and the Grith are going to just take him away, which honestly is a pretty poor decision on their part, but they're not human, so I can't really say it's up to, like, I can't really say that, you know, they're going to know how to treat a human in that way. I kind of feel like that poor kid's going to be messed up either way. Well, Sarah, there's a lot more uh, that happens after that, um... Not with him, but that's the point of that story is that sets it up for the revelation, the fact that Hannah actually has the same origin. Really? Yeah, she, and they don't go into into the show, but in the comic book they do. Hannah was a foundling, as they they call it, and she was basically rescued by the Griff. Okay, so who isn't connected with the Griff? Huh? Okay, so who isn't connected with the Griff? Most of the characters aren't. I mean, you could say humanity is is connected with the Griff because humanity uh, made a pact with others, as the comic says. Again, this is a later, much, much later issue. Made pacts with others, not just including the Griff. There's also giant harvest men that are... What? uh, Yeah, there's giant harvest men. There's... All sorts of weird Now, when creatures. you say harvestman, you mean the daddy, daddy long legs, legs. spider like creature yeah. that's not really a spider? And... Yeah, yeah. There's giant ones of those that actually. They're, they're, and they're called. And they're sapient. Yeah, they're sapient, but they don't talk. They just. Uh, they act a certain way. And you can't even really tell that they're sapient, but it's they're constantly being told uh, they're sapient. They help save humanities as a species. The Griff and these Harvestmen and a few other species that we're never really told about 
uh, helped save humanity as a species, and they came from something called the Deep Deep Down, which is, again, the Griff have, like, all this these networks. It's kind of, like, borderline... It's still not really making it sound all that different from, uh... Dinotopia with their whole yeah, world beneath. But, 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 it, but again, this came first. It's like with all these other ones. This kind of came first and sort of set that standard. I have no idea what extent Fallout or Dinotopia took from this, if any. I assume not much, because I assume that, because given how obscure this is, but you never know. Um, but uh they they helped save humanity and hannah is a foundling she was found by the griff rescued by the griff and brought to wasoon where she was raised by the people who you are presumed to be her parents she was then trained to be a really their her entire family is like friends with, like, the first family of Wasoon, and she, because of that, she's a very high-ranking diplomat, and she was sent to the city in the sea to be a diplomat, and it's implied that the Grith are indeed kind of pulling strings. So is this why she was so concerned about the kid? I mean, most people would be, but... Yeah, it's why she feels extra drawn to it, because in the show, she's, that's, 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 as you said, she's drawn to the kid more, and she's drawn to the kid more in the show. And that's, like, one of those things, like, I'm sure it's, like, comes off as rambling, but it's all sort of interconnected. The problem is this story never really finished, supposedly, or the original run didn't finish. Supposedly, the the conclusion is in the works, but, uh, well, you're talking about people complain about George R. R. Martin. This thing, um, well, let's see, it's been, um two or three years from now it'll be 20 years since the last issue and george r R. martin is how slow by comparison um i'm very curious i want to i want to see what it's been 11 years since the last game of thrones the last game of thrones that's part of the main a song of ice and fire series like he's published so, some other so, stuff. So it's still almost like twice as long as George R. R. Martin. He did Fire and Blood now, in between. And... Now again, yeah, Mark has also done a lot of art recently, and he's done a lot of uh, uh, different comics. And there have been the Topps comics spinoffs with his blessing, which actually do continue the storyline, but sort of in a different way. It's sort of a combination of the show and the uh, the comics, but it's a lot more. Uh, it takes more after the comics. Uh, it has a lot more elements from the comics. Um, and it sort of is, I'd say, closer to an actual sequel to the comics. But it just uses some elements from the show to make it more colorful, so to say. And, uh, of course, then there's, like, the two video games. There's two video games based off of this. I saw something about that online, but I didn't look into well, it the, more. The famous one is the arcade game by Capcom, and it's basically like Streets of Rage, but it involves, like, guns, because you're also fighting dinosaurs sometimes, and you're fighting mutants and poachers and all that stuff. Uh, and you're you're fighting... The main antagonist in that is Fessenden, and Fessenden, you might we might have mentioned, is from the show, uh, but in the show he's very different. He's modeled after um, a different character whose name escapes me at the moment because he's kind of obscure. But Fessenden in the comic was a guy who led an expedition to the swamp and thought, <laughs> excuse me, he that he could get humans to live in the swamp using certain scientific techniques, which may or may not have been something like Lysenkoism, uh, which, you know... Oh, what were the hindrances to living in the swamp? What were the hindrances? I mean, besides, was it dinosaurs and the grounds monkey? Was it just about, like, putting it on stilts? It's and... also, like, yeah, well, they, they try that, but the problem is, is that, I mean, in any swamp, even without dinosaurs and other prehistoric animals there's the issue of um there's the issue of the fact that there's uh malaria and given the fact that there's other animals there there's probably like worse than malaria there how's the medical tech it's again 19 
like tens at best. Um, so people are dying, and so what Fessenden does is he uses that. Okay, I say nineteen ten for the conventional stuff. He uses experimental stuff uh, that may or may not have come from the vaults, and he creates a serum that he injects. Uh, sorry, he he that he does that he gives to his men, and uh, they then. Uh, become like super adapted to the swamp like they're as happy as a swamp in the swamp as a water snake or a cottonmouth like they're they're fine they're able to live seamlessly into the swamp they're also able to communicate with uh all the swamp life uh and all the other animals well here's the thing they then uh their heads swell up and their brains fall out and they become brain squid creatures i shit you not they become brain squid creatures oh there had to be a catch um and they uh brain squids brain squid can we make an illithid joke or something it it is almost illithidy except for the fact that they're not like illithids are like people no these are like just imagine brains just brains nothing else and they can communicate telepathically in the sequel This still series. smacks of something the Illithids would have come up with. It very well could have been modeled after Illithids. I mean, again, something... I talk about how things take from things, something takes from everything. It would not surprise me if he read a D&D manual at one point, because, you know, D&D's been around forever, and he may have just been like, ah, there we go. Um, but either way, and at, one, at certain points, they're able to uh, actually... Uh, they're able to communicate with creatures telepathically, and they're able to actually, uh, in the sequel series, blood from Topps Comics, they're able to, because Topps Comics actually concludes this arc, um, they're able to, um, wrap themselves, or their tentacles around skeletons of dinosaurs and have, like, a dead dino bone arm. Anyway, um... But yeah, so that's that's basically that. That and still sounds kind of D and D. Oh, it is. It is. It very much is. And he, but it's and, you know, it's one of those like pop culturey things too. And um, Fessenden dies in the uh, for real finally in the Tops comics because his daughter shoots him. Um, yeah, his human daughter, who was a former love interest of Jack, because of course, why not? Uh, shoots him. He has, uh, he has, she's only briefly mentioned in the, um, in the original comic, and I don't think she's alluded to his love interest. The only other love interest of Jack, other than Hannah, and again, Hannah's not even portrayed as that until much later in the comics, and not really at all in the, uh, show. In the show, it's weird. They flirt, but you know how it is. It's a kid's show. They, they only go take that so far. Um... The only other love interest of Jack in the um in the comic is Governor Daldrin, who uh she and her we learned that her first name is Lorraine. Um because Jack lets that slip. Um but <laughs> Wait, yeah. why is it so secret that her name is it's Lorraine? It's not. She just she's called a governor. It's like, you know, you don't call like the the, the you don't usually call uh, people by their first name that you're not familiar with. It's like, okay, Mr. President, Mr. Miss Governor. But what happens is that she kisses him in a moment and she, he goes, oh, Lorraine. And they're like, oh, um, it's a reveal. Hey, come on, I'll first name about governors unless I'm... Well, you don't, it's weird. You get the two women governors, you get their names. Wilhelmina Scharnhorst and Lorraine Daldron. You don't get... Uh, there's other, the fourth, there's one of them named Toulouse. Uh, I don't know what, I don't think you ever mentioned his first name. Uh, and there's Governor Nock, and Nock is, like, in the show, he's the captain of the guard, but in the, in the, uh, comic he is, in all the comic iterations, he is a governor of equal power to Sharnhorst. He just always seems to sort of follow Sharnhorst, and I feel it's really, really, really implied by the end of the original run that they are, in fact, lovers, which that's, like, one of those things some people are like, oh, okay, um, but no, it's, I think that... Oh, they, okay. 
Well, they, I think they are lovers based on uh, certain hints, not just the fact that um, they're in agreement all the time. It's just also, like, there's, like, certain weird things, like, uh, they, they, they talk to each other more, and also, was it, like, Nock has, like, a portrait of Sharnhorst in his office? It's like, okay, that's, um, that's interesting. But, like, it, it seems to me to be more than, uh, a simple, uh, colleague thing, or even somebody, a uh, political alliance. So, anyway, but yeah, that's, you know, the, Sarah read two issues. She, you summons up the first one perfectly, I think. You just, the only thing I think that confused you about the second one was the fact that, like, you just had the three characters, and then you had Jack sort of in the background there. But And there was another one where an old... Well, an enemy of Jack is trying to sneak... <laughs> oh! Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. He's trying to sneak into the, like, the under-furnace area of his garage fortress thingy where he's got his Cadillac stuff going on. Yeah, and... his geothermal vault. He's like a giant geothermal I'm like, thermos vault. thingy! Geothermal vault! Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a giant geothermal garage uh, vault that, like... I'll he find has a thing to get these... pedantic about at some point. But he yeah. has these things that are like, you know, it's he has all this technology that is pretty impressive... Uh, it's geothermal to the point where you could do that, but it would be very expensive and uh, tricky. But um, anyway, Jack is noticing like earthquake stuff going on, and he's all like, "Oh, nature is getting restless, and it's we're gonna get a big quake eventually." and well, this enemy guy whose name has already slipped me because I'm... Yeah. He's oh, the name of the guy, you don't know what his name is. That's It slips you because you don't know, and I'll explain that. All right, that's better. I'm terrible with names in real just, life, but I'm decent at remembering names I see in print. So. No, they don't always give you names in this, so there's every chance in the world you didn't get the name. Anyway, go ahead. He's sneaking in there, and um, he's got dynamite with him to, you know, light and cause an explosion, and he's climbing around, and uh, I think a dinosaur goes for him, and... Yep, go on, and he kills it. Yeah. Like a badass. He gets in there, and he slips and grabs onto some kind of gear or wheel attached to machinery and so he's hanging on by that and that opens something and he drops his dynamite and it goes boom and the impression I got I'm making myself look bad again is that Whatever the guy opened by catching hold of it stopped the whole garage from going... Yeah, you got that completely right. He accidentally saved Jack even though he was trying to kill him. Okay, the name of that guy, you don't get his first name, but he was a Terhoon brother. He was yet one of, like, many other Terhoons. The Terhoons are, like, Jack's probably main enemies. And in the show and two of the video games... The leader is Hammer. Um, in the original comic run, yeah, he was that ripped blonde guy, right? In the uh, show, in the in the um, comic, he's a really really fat guy, like really fat. But he's also really really he has sort of the same haircut, but he's like really 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 fat. But he's like really fast and really strong too. And he basically, but and Hannah kills him in the comic in the original, although he's implied to maybe be alive, and in the Topps comics he's shown to have survived that. And the way she killed him was she basically hid in Jack's trunk when Jack got kidnapped, and then when he wasn't looking, he she popped out and shot him point blank with a Luger. And 
Now, now they can't show that in the children's show. No, but they they in the Tops comics they he, he shows he survived it. He's like he says it only hurts when it rains. Ah. Uh, and even though it was a luger and it's he's quite dead in the original comic. But either way, the point is is that it's one of those things where yeah, you can't really show that. He's just sort of the staple villain. In the comics, I would say Vice is probably the leader, except for the fact that the original leader was the guy, Renshterhoon, who dies in issue one, pretty much. So, uh, and, um, uh, Tops decide to give that Terhoon, the one that died in the vault like that, they gave him the name Screwdriver. Um, they're all, yeah, you see the pat, you see the pattern here with the names, uh, so, <laughs> um, you see the pattern with the names, and it's the names wrench, are sort of like screwdriver. That. Yeah, wrench, vice, hammer, screwdriver. Um, I don't remember if there's any others, but anyway. Um, and again, there's a video game, and Fessenden's the main bad. Who I just had that spiel about is the main bad guy in the uh, Capcom beat him up, and then there's the Sega CD that's a combination of first-person shooter driving game slash RPG. So what else have they made? Is there a toy line? Is oh, yeah, there... there was a toy line. Um, the toy line is literally... You're going to laugh at this. You're going to find this hilarious. Remember Dino Riders? Yeah. They use the same toy line. They just recycled the toy line and even, like, recycled some of the toys. The only difference is that they made the humans, like, big, like, you know, like Ninja Turtle figure size, maybe a little bit bigger. Uh, whereas Dino Riders, they're small. They're like, you know, one or... They're like an inch and a half, maybe two inches. Whereas um, this one is like, I'd say like five inches or something. And then, of course, they, they just use the Dino Riders toys, the actual dinosaurs. Um, and, and, yeah, I remember. I went to... Yeah. yeah. I went to Zolocon once, which is a action figures mostly like toy show yeah and so i have a few action figures they're not a big thing with me um but yeah i went to this and they had a lot of actually really nice dino riders toys they had a that, lot of toys not just uh, sold for quite a lot uh, yeah they were like i was looking to maybe buy one of the small ones and those things were like still like 600 to a thousand bucks and it's like okay i picked up a reasonably priced gimli lord of the rings figure I, but i i picked up uh um i prince picked up prince uh dargon or whatever his name is in Dragonfire from uh um from uh sectars warriors of symbion which is basically insect dino riders and i i love that as a kid too and i, I picked that up but that was pretty expensive for a. Uh, not quite complete thing. It was still over thirty bucks, and it's yeah. They, I mean, you can tell they're gonna just. Uh, they're not gonna be too many. Uh, that was probably the best deal I could have found there. Um, and with, some. Uh, I don't know who or what this was supposed to be. It looked like it came out of like a kid's meal from some burger joint, and it was a frog character with like a tongue that sticks out, and. Yeah, they had all sorts of... Uh, yeah, if anybody knows who that is from that vague description, go ahead and, go ahead and tell message us. our account because we're curious. Yeah. Uh. So, anyway, yeah. Um, and the main villain of the... Uh, um, the, ma the two main villains of the uh, Sega CD one that I described, it's not the arcade one, but the the uh um first person shooter slash driver slash rpg the main villain of that is uh Sharnhorst and hammer um so yeah it's it's a very it's one of those franchises that it actually has a lot of things to it and went on for a while and is still arguably active even though it's uh also arguably orphaned uh and it's it has uh it's still very obscure to a lot of people. And it's one of those series where, you know, I'd say check it out if you can. I mean, all the uh, all the episodes are either on YouTube or Roku or whatever. Um, so you really could just stream all the episodes. 
Um, the comics are a little harder to get around. Uh, I found a couple for Sarah to read. I have the entire collection somewhere. I just can't currently find it from the move. And I really hope I, hope I do because I'm rather fond of it. Well, let's hope that the puppy does not find them first. And Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think she will. But, um, but either way, it's a, uh, an interesting series. And I, I do encourage people to check it out. It's, I'm sure it, it sounds crazy because I know that when I talk about that and when I hear myself talk about it, it sounds like I'm in, describing something insane, which it is. But it's cool because it's, you know, a lot of like, you know, a lot of the classic pop culture uh, junk in tropes and all that but it's it actually has a pretty meaningful message the primary message <laughs> i talk about how the griff and the harvestmen uh saved humanity humanity inadvertently restored the biosphere through uh scientific meddling the idea is that human humans are a part of nature and that we affect nature and that when we affect nature we affect ourselves and it's very much um we have to help each other and we have but we have to be wary of doing that at the expense of nature so i think it's an overall really good message um jack but it's told in a more complex way it's not you know it's it's not like captain planet like okay the, ki- don't pollute kids the uh, cartoon is almost like that the cartoon kind of has more of a captain planet feel to it but the uh and that that's cool, I guess. The uh, comic is very complex because it talks about the uh, about uh, political realities uh, of that sort of thing, and it also talks. Uh, it shows again. Sharnhorst is shown as the villain for the most part, but in the comic, she is shown as somebody who actually seems to somewhat care about the well-being of the tribe. They call themselves tribes. Don't. But dwell on that too much, but the the two civilizations call themselves tribes um and they she is very very concerned actually, and she thinks that the code of the old blood mechanics, which is what Jack represents, and it represents basically an eco radicalist uh almost religion that humanity has largely based itself off of after nearly becoming extinct. Uh, and the code is called the Machinato Vitae. And uh, Jack is kind of a fanatic about that. And it's one of those things where it's shown as, like, really cool. But at the same time, towards the end, it's shown maybe he goes a little too far. And he even gets chastised by another old blood mechanic and sort of by proxy of the Griff saying that, you know, he can't become... You can't... If you're an environmentalist, you can't become cold to the needs of humans like you can't just be like oh well your kid died of a disease that's the circle of life oh you're starving circle of life and jack does kind of have that attitude sometimes and sean has the more reactionary uh attitude saying okay no we have to tame nature we have to just you know we have to utterly kill all the wildlife and uh burn the forest down need be to for human prosperity but at the same time, you know, both are shown as being pretty extreme, but both are also shown thinking that they're right and they're not necessarily right. It's it's a balance, and that is actually the message of that. I was going to say, if it's not too much of a spoiler, what did he do that was... When did he go too far? What did oh, he do? What did he do? Okay. No, this is what happened. Okay, it's this is not going to be a straightforward story at all. Um, Jack basically, um, he was out on an, uh, scouting, because he scouts. He scouts for poachers, raiders, people who are going to, like, maybe come in and cause trouble with the city, uh, anybody who's might be making trouble, and he's also... On the lookout for people who might need his help, as well as animals. Um, so he he's doing this in his Cadillac. And he's kind of like, 
a guy that has the best ride ever because he's got a he's st- he's got a Cadillac that has been converted to run uh, in that time period and also to be able to off road really well and it uh, is better than of course any most other people are having horses or on foot a few people have trucks um, so what happens is he's on his patrols and uh, what happens is uh, his Cadillac sort of uh, malfunctions. He, uh, he's driving, he runs afoul with Max, it was specifically a Styracosaurus, and he tries to outpace it, but his car had, was sabotaged, so it sort of falls apart, and, uh, the, uh, the, um, the Styracosaurus, uh, crushes it, and he narrowly escapes with his life. He then... I know, this is like a huge backstory, but the point is that he then has to survive on his own in the wilderness for several days, and he nearly dies because a cutter, or an allosaurus, is constantly hunting him, because it is wounded with a broken jaw, and he's the only option. And it it's... (coughs) Pursues him with dogged, like, really, really dogged determinism... And or determination, and he eventually escapes it only because uh, he gives up and is about to accept his fate. And a T Rex or a Shivet, as they call it, comes and kills it and eats it. And oh yes, the word that's never going to leave the human consciousness at this point. But for some reason, they've forgotten it. Yeah, it's a Shivet now. Again, it's the it's the eighties, and the eighties. Like even though T Rex is like well-known dinosaurs who didn't really go through, were just beginning to go through their renaissance. So, um, so he based, although that was, I guess, the early 90s, but, um, he basically, um, what happens with him is that he gets, he gets found and gets nursed back to health by, uh, Hannah and Kurgo, Kurgo being another old blood mechanic, and, uh, what happens is that they take shelter in a cave during a really, 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 really bad storm, like a mega hurricane. They then go back to the city to find that Scharnhorst... Scharnhorst is not governor yet. That's actually something that's different. In the uh, show, she's immediately governor. She's so this not, is a prequel. No, no, no. The, in the show, she's a governor. In the throughout most of the comics, she's not governor. She's just head of the moles, which are the vault dwellers that have access to technology. And she, through murder and sabotage and political intrigue, positions herself to be elected governor. So Jack, and she was the one that uh, had her her mole sabotage Jack's uh, vehicle as well as several of his guns. And um, what happens is Jack did not die, but the idea was to he was viewed as a threat. So he tries to run against her as governor. Uh, that storm, however, really messed things up, and Sharnhorse gives a speech saying it's similar to the opening in the first episode, saying he, you know, their 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 method is antiquated. They're going to take food from the mouths of your starving children. We need to actually use old technology to bring things back and put humanity on the top of the food chain. And you know, if we have to again, if we have to. As she says, if we have to drain the swamps and burn the forests, so be it. And she even says she will do that. Um, and Jack just basically comes up and when it's time to give his speech, he says, You're all idiots. If the, if, no matter how much you're suffering, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you, the, there is a balance due, then that's the balance. And no matter how many of you died, that's just the way of the world. And that's the way things are. And that's the way it has to be based on on my code. And that's not generally how you win elections. I mean, I don't know. We've seen some weird elections recently, so maybe it is how you you can do that nowadays. But that did not go over well. Sharnhorst gets elected governor. Jack gets exiled. Uh, Hannah gets exiled. And they eventually go to Wasoon. And really, it doesn't last too much longer than that, other than they have a few adventures in Wasoon. And they take the position of going to go back to the city in the sea, but they have to go back to the swamp where Fessenden is. And you really could tie it in with the Blood and Bones comic. The only difference is that uh, 
which later kicks off the top spin-off series. The only difference is that uh, uh, Jack and Hannah are not exiled, so they would have had to have somehow gotten unexiled from that. But, you know, that's like one of those, you know, fill it in with your head if you want, but it's it's pretty it's pretty tricky um again it's it's very interesting because again it shows that you know jack is out of touch he thinks okay you have to respect the environment uh and all that stuff even at the expense of human well-being and that is not clearly meant to be and it's later you know spelled out a few times that's not the way it should be it's supposed to be you know, you can make things better and you can make things better without the, the expense of the environment. Because, of course, Scharnhorst is shown to be show uh, things being prosperous for a while. But then she, uh, what happens is she becomes more power hungry and starts going uh, kind of fascist on everybody. And then she, uh, not only that, uh, but she's doing things like... Uh, cut, you know, doing the ecological damage that's beginning to show. She's using poison, uh, like DDT, flat out, to kill things. And she's using, and she's burning down all the forests and draining the swamps to build things. And it's showing to have an effect, an adverse effect, because, you know, that's going to happen. You're going to start getting people getting poisoned and people uh, suffering from that. So... Both are sort of shown to be these larger-than-life people who are uh, not entirely correct, but not entirely incorrect. Uh, and it's cool because, you know, there's dinosaurs and shit in there. <laughs> lots of dinosaurs, lots of other prehistoric animals, some modern animals. Uh, you know, it's everything going on at once. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. So that's really all I have to say about that, as Forrest Gump would say. Um. And we're not done with dinosaurs. We're we're still going to, in the future, be covering about Dinotopia. I've now... I've read um, two of the original books by James Gurney. Um, You've read most of the other books, too. I've read... A bunch of the, I believe they're out of print now, spin-off series, which um, appears to be, you know, fully, you know, in concordance with canon for the James Gurney ones. I've seen, oh, it's been years and years and years, but I've seen the first season of the TV show, which Bill, um, Bill's gonna have some words about how much he didn't like that. Well, I enjoyed uh, it, but I will concede it took some real liberties with. I was gonna say I, I don't hate it that much. It's just there's some issues now with it. I seen part of the second season also a really long time ago, and yeah, it's as far um, as I'll frankly say it was terrible. Yeah, that's as far as I made it too. <laughs> I mean, I thought the first season slash mini series wasn't that bad. I thought they did certain things that I didn't really approve of, but at the same time, it wasn't, like, terrible, terrible. It was just, uh... The first season, it was enjoyable if you didn't, um, stick over the differences with the books. Um, the second season, it just went, um, weird. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be talking about that, too, and... So yeah, I read the first Dinotopia. I read um, The World Beneath. I didn't read what's it, Bridge to Chandara. Yeah, you don't have it. That that's that is that by was that by Gurney? Yeah, it's by Gurney. Oh. Okay. I would I didn't even know it existed until I saw it on Amazon. I but, knew I just didn't remember if it was by Gurney or not. <laughs> I think I was looking to see if the DVDs for I'm the first season were even still available anywhere and apparently they are apparently you can get them but I don't have them so alright thank you for listening to Cast It Into The Fire stay tuned for more and good night night